Well, good morning again. We've been talking about growing stronger in God, growing stronger spiritually, and we need to get stronger. Wherever you're at right now, I'm going to say that you need to be stronger than what you are now. You can always go to a different place, a different level in God. Can I get an amen on that? You can always go higher. You can always go more. God is endless. There is so much of God. We will never obtain Amen. We'll never like obtain full spiritual maturity while we're here on this earth. We've got to wait until we pass on and go on to be with the Lord. There's no way. So there's always that another step, another place to go. You'll never fully, totally, 100% understand all the mysteries in the gospel until we go on and understand everything that's in Scripture, understand every little bit, Figure it all, have it all figured out, have all the revelation figured out, you just won't. Matthew Henry didn't either, even though his commentary is good, or maybe good. You know, he never, he didn't figure it out. Everybody doesn't have it, no one has it all figured out. But praise God, we've, we, we can rely on God and He gives us strength for everything that we need. He is our supplier. He is our provider. He is the one who provides strength for every situation Anything that we're going through, He provides strength for everything that we're going to go through in the future. So can we pray just one quick moment and uh, we'll get right into it. Father, we just thank You for this morning. We thank You for Your presence again. Father, I just thank You that all distractions are gone right now. In Jesus' name, I think we can focus on You. I thank You these are Your words and, and not just mine, but Father, that we would be able to grow. I think we grow spiritually in You. Lord, that there would be something that you would speak special for each person here this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, it says, I pray that from His glorious unlimited resources, He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. I like that word, empower. Say empower. I believe God wants to empower each one of us. He already has, and He wants to empower you even more with inner strength. Inner strength through His Spirit. Now see, we talked about the first three things that we need so that we can grow spiritually, which is the first one was to know God better. We've got to know Him. We've got to press into Him. And the second thing was to accept God's plan. And the third was to learn His promises. And this morning I want to talk about grow spiritual grit. Growing spiritual grit. How many ever seen that movie True Grit? That guy had it too. And so by grit, what I mean is firmness. Firmness of character. Unshakable. Not shaken by the things around us. Just totally unmovable by the things that are going on, whatever situation is going on, we've got grit to get through anything. Does that sound good? How many has got some things you're going through and you need some more spiritual grit? Come on. Come on, be honest. Get your hand up in the air. How many need some more spiritual grit? Yeah, me too. Me too. We need more spiritual grit. And this... this uh, Verse that we just read in Ephesians, it's a prayer that Paul had prayed and, and he, in chapter 1 and in chapter 3 here he prayed these things. These were things that, you know, it's God's will. These were things that God's will for, for the, His people that Paul was praying and he wanted to see come to pass. And so we can pray these things. We can seek God on these things. We can do these things. There's some things that we have to do to grow spiritually. We're not going to grow spiritually just all by, you know, on, uh, by itself without doing anything. It, our spirit just doesn't grow by itself. 
It's like a plant. Plant doesn't grow by itself. You know, you put it in a pot and you put it in your house. You got to give it sunlight. You got to give it food. You got to give it water, right? You've got to feed that plant. You put that plant on the inside of your house and don't touch it. It's going to what? Come on, it's going to what? Church, it isn't going to happen. And our spirit, it'll die if we don't do anything to it. If we don't feed our spirit, it's going to... It's going to... So we don't want to... We want to grow spiritual grit. We want to grow this morning. We want to grow in our walk with God. And so how do we grow spiritual grit? How do we become stronger? I want to cover four things that we need to know and understand so that we can grow spiritual grit. And the first one is God is the only reliable source of strength. God is the only source of reliable strength. I don't care if you're Billy Graham or the greatest, you know, Joel Osteen. I don't care who you are. You have to, the only reliable source of strength for that person and anybody else is God. You can't, now you can get some strength from someone else. You can. You can get some strength. But how many know that sometimes there is nobody that can help you but God? There's nobody. Sometimes, you know, you're in something and you're going through and there's nobody else that can. You may get some comfort from somebody. And I've experienced this just even recently. Uh, we had a loss in the family. You know, uh, uh, Carrie Ann's uncle died. And I, I knew him as uncle. And one of the things that, that we began to see that how many people that he, was, he touched. He touched so many people. And there was a lot of people who relied on him. Who relied on him. And, when he was now go- and then when he was gone and he was not there, there were some people that literally fell apart. Literally fell apart. And, and if you knew him and you knew how his character and how he was, you would, you would understand how much that some people really relied on him. One person still has not recovered and has been institu- institutionalized. Is that right? The psychiatric care just, just can't be, not at home, every night, because they had so much reliance on a person. But church... A man can only give you so much. A man can only give you so much. And I've looked around and there were so many, and they're still struggling so much with his passing. And, and I know that we've all, at one time or another, maybe we've lost a loved one. And let me tell you, through that time, who was the one who comforted you and got you through it the most? It was God. It was God, right? And there are those that did, they don't have God. And I would look at the difference between those, and there were those who did have God, and they had Him in, it, in their life, and, and I would see how they responded and how they acted and how you know, they, they, they were, and, and you could see that, yes, they were upset, yes, they were visibly shaken, but there was something there behind the eye that you could see. They still had the peace of God. They still had the peace of God. And then those that didn't have that, you could see... They just didn't know how they were going to make it. They didn't see how they were going to carry on. And those that didn't have as strong of a relationship with God, they were affected the worst, the most. And the thing is, is that God is the only reliable source of strength. He's the one that will never what? Leave us or forsake us. He's the only reliable source of strength. And this is why... You know, I can look at my job, I can look what I'm doing as the pastor of this church, 
And I can say that God is the one that I'm relying on. And whenever I have gotten into myself, whenever I have looked at myself and looked at man and looked at his ways and how they do things, and I've relied on that, it's, it, it, it starts to fail. It starts to go bad. I say, okay, well, scrap that. We can't do that anymore. We can't think that way. We've just got to go by what God is saying. What is God telling me? What is God telling you? What is God telling you in any situation that you're in? What is God speaking to you in that situation? Because He is the only one that has the answer. He is the only one that is the reliable source of strength. This is why in Psalms 46.1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Because see, at some, time you'll, at some point in time, you're going to find that somebody else and others can't help you, that God is it. You've got to get your strength from Him. And you don't have enough strength within yourself. And you need to be strengthened and empowered with inner strength. Just like we just read in in Ephesians 3.16, that inner strength that can only come through the Spirit of God. We've got to be able to rely and understand. This is something we've got to know. We've got to understand so that we can grow spiritual grit. So we can get real strong. We've got to know it. We've got to understand it. We've got to believe it. And there are churches across America where leadership at the top, and they don't believe this. They believe they can do it. And, and you know what? Some of them are successful. They get this and they call it success, whether it's numbers or this or that or whatever. But the Spirit of God is not in the house. It's, it's, it's just, it's true. There's not, it's just, it's not there. That life-changing Spirit of God. And church, what I'm interested in is the life-changing Spirit of God being in this house. And the moment that I feel that that is not here, that's when we're done. <laughs> amen. Hey, amen. That, that means I'm missing it. That means we've got to stop. That means we've got to stop and we've got to go figure. We've got to get on our knees and we've got to seek God. We've got to get after Him. We, I want what God wants. Y'all are looking at me like totally shocked. But I'm serious, church, I'm serious. The only reliable source of strength is God. It's nobody else. We can't get it from man. Psalm 73, 26, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart, my portion forever. 2 Thessalonians 3, 3, But the Lord is faithful, and He will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. Folks, others have let me down, but God, He never lets me down. He is always Always faithful. Amen, church? The second thing we've got to know is that spiritual strength is essential for spiritual success. Spiritual strength is essential for spiritual success. If we're going to be successful in our Christian walk, if we're going to be successful spiritually, we've got to have God's strength. We've got to have the strength to do the things that He's called us to do. If we're going to succeed in our spiritual journey, we've got to be strong. And the thing is, God doesn't want us to be weak. He wants us to gain strength. Again, Ephesians 3.16. He's got these glorious, unlimited resources that He wants to empower you. He wants to empower you. He wants to empower me with inner strength through His Spirit. He's got all of these resources... I, I want to tap into those resources, don't you? 
And there's a number of different areas where strength is essential. I want to walk you through four of them where we've got to have spiritual strength if we're going to be strong, if we're going to be able to stand, we've got to... And the first one is warfare. I mean, spiritual warfare. You know, we, we just released Power Zone back in there in the children and the verses that they quoted last week. You know, we're uh, in Ephesians chapter 6 where we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spiritual wickedness. You know, principalities, you know, in those high places. That's what we're battling. We're battling against spiritual wickedness. We're not battling against people. We're battling the spirit behind some of those people that we see that we go, you know. Look, Obama's not the Antichrist. Whether if you thought it, he's just, he's not. Okay? And Obama's not the problem. I'm going to say it one more time, just so everybody understands. Obama's not the problem. Our leadership in the country is not the problem. It's the enemy behind that's whispering in their ears that's the problem. Amen? Amen. 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 You know, we blame Congress, we blame our leadership, we blame the president. Folks, it's not the people, it's the spirit that is the spirit of God that is absent in this country. Amen. Amen. That shutdown that we just had. And it stopped and all that. You know, see, people are mad because it, 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 we, we lifted it. People are happy we lifted it. None of it matters in the grand scheme of things. What matters is, is that we are in God's will. And I'm going to tell you something. If our leadership in this country will get back, I mean, just get a hold of God and God get a hold of them and, and they just, they, they start serving God, the decisions that they make will be the right ones. Amen. And see, you know, we're all worried about this money, that thing, this entitlement, that, you know, we got all these things. And, you know, and I was talking with someone the other day, and we're going on and on and on about this problem, and if we could just do this and just do that, it's like, no, 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 no. You think you have, you don't have the answer either. It's not, because God's not going to give you the answer, God gives the answer to the leadership. That's right. That's right. So we got all these people running around, well, if we could just do this, we just do that. We you don't know either. You don't know either. It's not that. We need to get on our face before God, and our focus needs to be on praying that the leadership of this country gets saved. Amen. Period. And when the leadership of the country gets saved, man, this is not what I had planned. But when the leadership of the country gets saved and starts getting a hold of God, and God gets a hold of them, and then they get God's strength, and God starts talking to them, there won't be any dis discussion on TV. You know, the talk radio that just goes on, and they, can just, they just go off. They go on and on and on about the problems. It won't be. It won't be. Because when the God's given the wisdom, when, when the wisdom's coming from God, and He's given that wisdom to them, I mean, those problems begin to dissipate. And when you get wisdom from God, when you get strength from God, then the problems don't seem so large all of a sudden. The problems seem tackleable. I mean, it's like, I don't know if that's a word. But you can, you can tackle your problems now all of a sudden. You can, you, you, can look at the, you can look at the problem. You're right in the face of that thing. And it is just staring at you. And it looks all huge. And then God gives you a word on it. And now all of a sudden, it's just puny. Because all things are under our feet. And see, when we're fighting, when we're in spiritual warfare... We've got to be strong. We've got to be courageous. Look at that stuff in the, stuff in the face and put it under our feet. In Joshua 1.6, he said to Joshua, 
You know, God's, God was speaking to him after he was taken over from Moses. And, you know, Joshua was getting instructions from the Lord. And here's what the Lord said. He said, be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Be strong and courageous. If we're going to be able to withstand the attacks, like it says in 1 Peter 5, verse 8, it says, Be of a sober spirit, be on alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But resist him firm in your faith. If we're going to be able to resist the enemy and have the strength to do it, we've, we've got to press into God. We get the strength from Him. We've got to know His Word and have the weapons of the Scriptures where we have that 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 and cast down imaginations. Every hot thing dissolves itself against the knowledge of Christ. We've got to have those Scriptures so that we can just we can come against that. I mean, we're talking spiritual warfare. As it says in Ephesians 6, putting on that armor of God. Just as our children are learning that power zone. They're reciting those Scriptures. They're learning to fight, church. We're training a generation up that is learning to fight fight the enemy that's not going to put up with that stuff. Can you say amen? amen. We're not going to put up with that 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 uh, weak, you know, thing where oh, the world is just falling. There was a there was a little cartoon movie that came out and they, it, it was running around. I think it was a chicken. I'm trying to remember what it was chicken little. Yeah, I don't know, it was chicken. And he said, "The sky is falling. The sky." And he's running around. Ah, the sky is falling. Church, the sky is not falling. It's not you know, I, <laughs> but that's what I hear so often is that the sky is falling. You press into God and get God's word. God's going to take care of all of us. God's going to take care of you. God's going to take care of whatever it is that's going through. God's taking care of me. The sky is not falling. I said, I don't think there's any meteors. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, this isn't the movies. The second thing is, you know, that we need spiritual strength for is for work. We've got to be strong if we're going to be successful in our spiritual work. You know, whatever it is that God has specifically called you to do. In 2 Timothy, you know, Paul was, uh, you know, in chapter 4, verse 17 here, he was talking to Timothy and he was down towards the end of his ministry and he was reflecting back and he's saying, notwithstanding the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. Notice that word, he said, he strengthened me, that by me, the preaching might be fully known and that all the Gentiles might hear. What was he saying? God strengthened me to do what He called me to do. God strengthened me for this work. He gave me that strength, He empowered me, and I was successful. That's what he was saying. Right there, he was reflecting back. And whatever it is that God has called us to do, God's got to strengthen you to do it. We've got to get His strength for it. The third thing is for endurance. We need strength in our lives if we're going to succeed in the area of endurance. We've got to be able to endure the things that come our way. If you're one that, you know, like I said a minute ago, if you're one that falls apart, the sky is falling. You need endurance. You need it. James 1, verse 2 through 4, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. King James says patience. And when you look that word up, it's endurance. It's like we're patiently enduring. Verse 4, And let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in what? Nothing. Nothing. So we need strength so that we can endure. The next thing is for effective ministry. This is another thing that we need strength in our lives if we're going to succeed in the area of effective ministry. In Judges 6, 14, 
the Lord was uh, spe- the angel of the Lord was coming down speaking to Gideon, and Gideon they were an oppression oppression to the Midianites, and Israel was oppressed, and he was calling Gideon and say, "You're going to lead the people, and you're going to go do this thing, and you're going to kick butt and get all those guys out of there, and I'm now you know going to set you free from the Midianites, right?" Here's what he said. The Lord looked at him and said, Go in this your strength and deliver Israel from the hand of Midian. Have I not sent you? Because see, Gideon was sitting there arguing back with the Lord. And see, anytime we're looking up to God and we're we're just like, The sky is falling. The Lord's like, Have I not given you my word? Have I not given you the strength? Have I not given you the victory already? Somebody say amen to that. He's given it to us already. And so... We don't need to look up at the uh, up, up, up to God, the sky is falling. Or look to others and go, oh, the sky is falling. We need God's strength. We need to look at His Word and see what He's already promised us. See what He's already said. And take back. Hey, look, if you've lost something, take back what the enemy has stolen. He's given you the power to do that. He wants to empower you. Empower. Say empower. Empower, empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. I love that. Empower. I want to be empowered with His strength. The third thing that we need to know, we need to understand, is that spiritual strength can be lost. It can be lost. We can forfeit spiritual strength. We can begin to gain strength from God. Get to know Him and start knowing Him. We begin to accept His plan and we get all juiced up. And and you've probably been here before. I, I know I have. Where I've been all just ready. I'm ready to take on hell with a water pistol. I mean, it's just like, you know, I'm I'm... You know, I'm like, Samson, I'm ready. And the next thing you know, uh, you know, it just feels like, oh, I, I, I just don't have anything. And, and one of the things that, that we do when we forfeit spiritual strength is disconnect from the source. So disconnecting from the source will forfeit spiritual strength. Remember, the only reliable source is God. And when we disconnect from God, when we get away from Him, when we stop praying, when we stop being His Word, we disconnect, we begin to lose strength. And it can happen quick. It can happen in a week. You know, it doesn't, you, know you forget God for a week and just put God on the back burner and then just, you know, something comes along your way and see if you've got strength to overcome it. You know, it's, it's tough. It's just like working out. When you're working out with your, you know, weights and you get all built up and stuff, you can't take time off. Because when you do, when you come back, it hurts even worse trying to get going. And, and when you could do 20 reps before, now you're doing 15. In my case, I'm doing 3 at best. <laughs> you, you know, whatever. You, you're not getting those reps in. You're not getting them all. You can't, you can't do the same that you were before. Because why? You stopped your workout plan. You stopped your workout routine. When you stop getting in the Word, when you stop praying, when you stop doing these things, you begin to lose strength. So when you disconnect from the source, which is God, He's the only reliable source, you know, it's like that electric tool, you know, you have that you plug in the wall and you charge, I mean, if you don't charge it up, it's not going to continue to run. The next thing that, that we, uh, that can forfeit our spiritual strength is making moral compromises. Moral compromise is when you and I choose to walk away from the commandments of God. We choose to not do them. You know, we get into sin, doing what our flesh wants to do, being influenced by the world around us and going ahead and compromising. Our God is not a God of compromise. He is not a God of tolerance either. 
I'll say it one more time. God does not tolerate sin. Now, He's merciful in long-suffering, but that's totally different from tolerance. He does not tolerate sin. And so when we get into sin, when we disconnect from Him, we disconnect from the world, and then we begin to make moral compromises. We compromise what we believe. We compromise what we know to be true in the Word of God. We begin to get zapped of our spiritual strength. Our spiritual strength begins to go down. When you disobey God, you lose spiritual power in your life. So moral compromise will drain your spiritual strength. The next thing is becoming entrapped by isms. Becoming entrapped by isms. What isms am I talking about? Now these isms that I'm about to list, they're spiritual diseases. That's what I like to call them. Materialism. Hedonism. Humanism. Cynicism. Right? Criticism. Judgmentalism. You know, some of them we may not have problems with, some of them we may. You know, materialism. Putting material things before God. Hedonism. Pursuit of pleasure. Believing that pleasure... Is the only, uh, you know, is, is God. Pleasure is higher than God. Humanism, worshiping humanity and what humans can do. Cynicism, doubting others, believing that others are motivated by uh, self interest. Always, uh, you know, always the cynic, right? Critical, being critical by the judging, judging others. Isms. So when you get entrapped by isms, it will zap your spiritual strength. You know, in Corinthians, it says, you know, you want to think. In Corinthians 13, you go and look at it and you start saying, you, you, you think, you know, you're barathol, you're thinking even positive, you're thinking about them in a positive light. You're thinking about others in a positive You're not being critical. You're not being judgmental. We've got to walk in love. When you're being entrapped by these isms, it can zap your strength. Another, another one is holding on to offenses. That's another thing that can zap our spiritual strength. Anytime we hold on to hurt, or an offense, we begin to lose our spiritual power. If you've got one of those things where you read in the Word, you've heard me say before, man, you need to forgive, and then this name just pops up, and you're like, there ain't no way I can forgive him. That will zap your spiritual strength. It doesn't matter what they did. They may not deserve it. It doesn't matter. When we hold on to that offense, it will zap our spiritual strength. Let's back some of this up with Scripture. John 15, 4. Abide, which means remain. Remain in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the what? In the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. And Jesus was talking here. He's using an example. You know, that He's the vine, we're the branches. And when, we're, when we get disconnected, when a branch gets disconnected from the, the, the vine, what does the branch do? It... It what? Dies. We don't want to. Dies. Right? We need strength. We want to live. We want to be empowered. We want that life source which comes from Him, from the vine. Samson's strength came from a vow that he made with God in the Old Testament. He was one of the judges. But when he compromised morally, he became weak. In Judges sixteen nineteen, And she made him sleep upon her knees, and she called for a man, and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head, and his strength went from him. His strength went from him. He had this strength because of this, and he was keeping this vow. But man, once he uh, could not keep that vow, the strength left him. The strength that he, he compromised morally. He compromised what he knew to be true in the Word of God. Mark eleven twenty five. Whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your Father who is in heaven will also forgive you your transgressions. So we've got to know that spiritual strength can be lost, church. 
We've got to know that we've got to keep up with our workout routine. We've got to keep in prayer. We've got to keep in the Word of God. We've got to continue to pray. We've got to continue to pray for our leaders in this country. We've got to continue to pray for the leaders in the church. We've got to continue in that routine on a daily basis. The next thing we can know, just like spiritual strength can be lost, spiritual strength can be gained and sustained. Spiritual strength can be gained and sustained. Paul prayed that prayer in Ephesians 3.16 with absolute assurance that it was the will of God for every Christian, for all those that were in Ephesus. It is the absolute will of God for you to have strength, to be empowered with that inner strength through His Spirit. That is God's will for your life as a believer. It's not that we would be weak. He doesn't want us to be weak. God wants us to be strong. If we're going to be strong, we've got to avoid being a weak Christian and there's some things that we've got to do. Here's five. Number one, we've been saying it over and over already. We've got to pray for it. We've got to pray for it. Psalms 138.3 In the day when I cried, Thou answered me and strengthened me with strength in my soul. To get strength, you've got to pray for it. Number one, Luke 22.46 And and said unto them, Why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest ye enter into what? Temptation. Jesus was talking. He was in the garden. He was talking to His disciples. He said, Can you tarry with me? You need to pray with me. And He said, can't, can't. And then he, they fell asleep. And He came back and said, Look, why did you fall asleep? You got, you've got to pray or you're going to fall into temptation. Church, we've got to pray so that we don't fall into temptation so that we can continue to be strong in the Lord. The second thing is we've got to patiently trust God. God. I'm going to say this one. Patiently trust God. Patiently trust Him. See, God's timetable is not ours. So many times we're believing God or we see a situation, we're praying, we're believing, and we're not seeing it work out as fast as we want it to work out. How many know what I'm talking about? That's everybody. If you didn't raise your hand, you're lying. All right. You can repent for lying later. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We've got to patiently trust God. Patiently trust Him. When you worry or stress, it, it, I mean, when you get in worry and stress, it does you no good. I'm going to tell you, it just, worry and stress, does, it does not change any situation. It doesn't change anything. It actually just fatigues your body. It literally, it's proven fact that stress will actually fatigue your physical body. And when you worry and stress, you're not trusting in God and you're not getting that strength for your spirit. Therefore, your spirit is becoming weak. When you're not trusting in God, when you put it on yourself, when you're trusting in somebody else, or you're trusting in your own power, and you're not trusting in God, and you're not relying on that, it's messing your spirit up. It's messing, it's messing your body up physically. Just, just physically messing your body. Stress and worry, anxiety, will mess up your body. We've got to take the problems out of our hands and give it to God's hands. Let me see that pen just for a second. This pen represents my problem that I have. I can put two hands on the problem if I want. Or I can take two fingers and I can give it to God and let Him put the two hands on it. Because there's not room for all four. There's just not room for it. And church, this is what I see time and time again. When we have a situation, we have a problem, we've got to give it over to God. When you have something you're going through, and you don't give it over to God, and you hold on to it. Just even your attitude and how you even treat others and how you are as a person, it, it, it begins to change. 
You begin to get frustrated. You begin to get irritable. You begin to get angry. I know because I'm talking about me. (laughs) I do this. When I'm holding on to the problem, I get irritated. When I give it to God, I'm all nice and sweet, TJ. But when I hold on to it, I'm grumpy, irritable, TJ. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to give it to God because all four hands can't be on it at once. Because what God does is when we're doing this, He says, all right, you go ahead. You try to figure it out. See what you can do with it. That's what He does. You see what you can do. Eventually, you're going to give it to me. Eventually, you're going to give it to me. You're going to try for a while and it's going to be painful. But eventually, you're going to hold that up with two fingers and be like, please, please take it. Please take it. Please take it. Because this, doing this right here doesn't work. How many know what I'm talking about? Amen. We've got to give it over to God. Oh yeah, you still need to take notes. Yeah. Thank you. So two hands off and two hands on, giving it over to God. We've got to trust the Lord. Trust means a confident hope and expectation of something good. A confident hope and expectation of something good. When I come here on Sunday morning, I'm expecting something good. When I wake up on Monday morning, I expect something good. And when I'm not in prayer, when I'm not reading the Word, I wake up on Monday morning and I'm not expecting something good. I want you tonight to pray, give it over to God. This morning, pray, give it over to God. Tonight before you go to bed, saying to God, believing that tomorrow morning when I wake up, I'm going to confidently expect something good that day. Amen? Oh my goodness, we're out of time. Where were we at? Patiently trusting God. The next, let's, let's continue on. Next thing, we've got to stick to the right diet and exercise our spiritual muscles. 1 Timothy 4.8 Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. Promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. Now, don't, don't stop lifting weights or doing your workout or doing your aerobic thing or whatever you do. Um, do those things... But exercise your spirit as well. Exercise your spirit. The next thing is be a spiritual fighter. We've got to resist against the enemy. When you resist, you get stronger. Just like in resistance with weights, that's what it is. It's the resistance that makes you stronger. When you resist the enemy, you get stronger. When the pastor resists the enemy for you, you don't get stronger. When you resist the enemy, you get stronger. Amen. Amen. The same thing happens in the physical. When we lift those weights, I mean, it's a resistance. We get stronger. We get stronger from resisting the enemy. Ephesians 6, 10 through 12. These were the scriptures that the children were doing. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Say strong in the Lord. Mm, I love it. And in the power of His might, put on the whole armor of God. You may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So we're not fighting people. We're fighting the enemy. Last but not least, spiritual strength can be gained and sustained by being an active part of the body of Christ. We have all these five things. If we're going to be strong... You do need other Christians in your life. You do need godly influences in your life. Get connected in a small group. Uh, you know, join uh, and, and, and be an usher. If you're a man or a woman, we need women doing ushering as well. Bill, raise your hand back there. Everybody turn around look at Bill. That's Bill. If you want to be an usher, please see Bill Hart. We need you. 
If you want to be a greeter, see my mom, wherever she is. I can't see her right now. But you can see her. Is she over there somewhere? She's out? Okay, she's out. All Different thing. If you want to come and set up uh, uh, speakers, uh, see Pastor Justin. See me. If you want to set up my drum set, come on. If you want to shine my shoes... No, I'm just kidding. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 Therefore, encourage one another and build one another just as you are doing. Although I do need my shoes shine, I, I was just kidding. Can we all stand? God is good. How many know we can have a good time in the Lord? Four things that we need to know and understand so that we can grow spiritual grit. We need to know that God's the only reliable source of strength. He's the only source. Only reliable source. Now we can get strength from others. We can get strength from some other places. But the only reliable source, that's the key, reliable. Spiritual strength is essential for spiritual success. You know, the things that God's called us to do, the work that He has for us, for ministry. We're all ministers. Every time we see effective ministry, something I didn't say earlier, we say, you know, it said effective ministry. You know, we're all ministers. Ministry just means serve. Minister means just serve. That's all it is. That's not, that's not, the Scripture wasn't talking about the pastors. He was talking about everybody when he said that in ministry. So spiritual strength is essential for spiritual success. Spiritual strength can be lost, so we've got to keep up with praying, patiently trusting God, sticking to that right diet and exercising our spiritual muscles, being a spiritual fight, fighter, and being an active part in the body of Christ. Plug in. Get plugged in. Spiritual strength can be gained and sustained. It can be gained. That's why we do those things. Amen. How many need some more strength in your life? You need some more strength. Let's keep those hands in the air and let's pray. Let's believe God. Let's believe God some more. Let's do that number one thing that we said we've got to do for strength. We've got to pray for it. We've got to believe God for it. Hallelujah. Father God, right now, Lord, this morning there are many here who have needs that I know of. And there's, not, there's many that I don't. But Father God, there's trials and tribulations, there's things we're going through. But Father, I just I thank you that you are meeting those needs by giving each one that has their hand reins strength from you. That inner strength by your Spirit. I thank you for strengthening each person here this morning as we're praying, agreeing together, touching this thing for strength. I thank you for doing it now. I thank you for miracles taking place. I thank you for healings taking place right now. I thank you for financial miracles taking place right now. Lord, I thank you for that neighbor that the, 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 somebody's got their hand up your neighbor, you're believing God for him. Right now, I thank you that you're saving that neighbor. You're saving that co-worker, Father. You're saving that family member. Lord, we're just standing in the gap right now. Lord, we thank you for strength to endure, to persevere, to pray, to stand in the gap, to continually, uh, to be effective in our ministry, Lord, as we minister to others. Lord, I thank you for giving strength. Lord, that, Lord, I think of these hands that are raised up, Lord, I think that we just become soul winners for You. That, Lord, You give us the strength to be able to just open our mouth and to speak the words that You would have us to speak. Lord, I thank You for filling our mouths with words from You. Words of life for others. Words of encouragement for others that they need to hear because, Lord, they need You. Just like we needed You and we have You, they need You as well. Father, I thank You for it. I praise You for it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand. God's good.